and welcome to the difference between X and Z. I am your host, Mia Dyer, and I'm also the Generation Z girl, born in 2004. These are my business partners, or as I like to call them, Mom and Dad. They are here to represent Generation X. Hello, I'm Mia's mom, Missy. I was born in 1980, so I am at the tail end of Generation X and the start of the Millennials, so technically I am a Zennial but I identify more with Generation X. Hi, me is Father Garrett. I was born in 1968 and I am a Generation X person. All right, today we are going to be talking about feminism from when they were my age and we'll talk about how it's changed. Um, now we're going to be talking about the parents' upbringing. So which one of you want to start first? Um, I'll go. I was brought up with my mom being a stay-at-home mom until I was almost graduated from high school. Um, My mom was very much a traditional stay-at-home mom with all of the baking, the, the, I hate saying this, obeying your husband type. Mm -hmm. Um, She catered a lot to my dad, and she still does, even though she now does work outside of the home um I just knew growing up that that is not how I wanted to be or how I wanted to um, raise my children in an environment like that not saying that you know it was terrible but I just wanted more for for me and my children you know what I mean Mm -hmm. yeah dad um you know, when I was young, uh, my mom, she was a stay-at-home mom most of the time. Uh, worked a little bit uh, at a shoe factory and a, a packing plant, but mostly a stay-at-home mom. And um, very much the same as Missy's parents. Um, my mom did all the house chores and my dad went to work. And then, you know, it was very, pretty much uh, uh, do as I say type of situation. Um, how that affected me, uh, I knew that uh, from a fairly young age that I did not want that kind of relationship with my wife. Um, and that, that, you know, seeing that really affected uh, my thoughts about a husband and wife relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I, your, your parents were, I think, a little more um, your mom, I feel, is a little more subservient to your father oh, yeah. than... It's just strange to me how you did the total opposite of how your dad is. So that's why I always consider him more of a feminist, but... Yeah. That's just me. You know, and, you know, you guys talk about how I'm a feminist, and I've always told, you know, both of you that uh, I consider myself a humanist. Um, yeah, I, no matter what it is, whether it's female or male, or whether it's uh, race, creed. uh... Yeah, yeah, and I think um, having you as a father and having you as a mother has really helped me with that because the way I was brought up was um, very empowering towards women. And mom, like for the first four years of my life, my mother was a a stay, not a stay-at-home mom, she was a working mother and... A single mother. 
And so I didn't have a father figure for a while. Um, all I had was my grandfather, and that wasn't really, that didn't really help. But my father, <laughs> loved my father. He was not very uh, yeah, don't get me wrong, empowering him, towards women. <laughs> yes. So having a single mother in the home really helped how I view like women and how I was raised and made me the strong woman I am today. You know, I I feel that my siblings, I have three brothers. I think they all um not like my father in that way and they're very um yeah, supportive of I think you learn from what your parents do whether it's good or bad. That's and you my, yeah. yeah, and you can either take on or do the opposite. Mhm. I agree with that. Um, so how do you guys view feminism? Well, I view feminism as a strong woman who is not afraid to say what is on her mind. However, she is still respectful of the people around her, Mm -hmm. um, mindful of, of the people around her and I consider feminism to be the fight to obtain equal rank with males. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and that's That's something... That's interesting that he said the fight. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Because it is... It It still is. It's a huge fight People act like it's um, a post-like world, you know? Like, they act like, oh, well... You got women's like votes, like women can vote now. We don't have to do anything else. No, no, that's that not how it is. A hundred years ago, exactly. But we still do not. And have... they're acting like they don't have to do anything else. We still do not have equal pay. And yeah, they're acting like it's not. You know what is it? Every dollar a man makes is fifty cents for a woman. No, I think that? it's. I thought that's exactly what I thought it was. Well, and the thing you mentioned with it being like a, about a hundred years ago. Well, it took about, I'm guessing, around 130, 140 years of this country for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is absolutely insane. Okay, uh, so I, I just pulled this up. I wanted to see this stat so I didn't misspeak about what women make compared yeah. to men. Um, women make 79 cents for each dollar that oh, men wow, make as of, <laughs> as of 2019. So oh, okay. That's still not still good not. enough. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, with my work, it's, I work for the government, and the the government is, thank God, equal, you know, as far as, as far, at least as far as my job's concerned, you know, where I work for security in the airport, um, all the women are paid the exact same as me. Um, we start out the same, we get the same, yeah. So that's a good thing, but there's still a whole lot more to do in this country to, to fight to obtain, uh, you know, an equal footing between females and males. Yeah. I, when I was in my mid-twenties, this was about 2005, 6, um, 2007, mm-hmm. I worked as a receptionist in a law office and I started doing some billing work and paralegal work and my boss hired a young man who was a little bit younger than me and I had already worked in this for this person for a number of years and was at that time making $12 per hour and that was I had started at 10 an hour and he hired this gentleman 
at the same rate that I was there and he had no experience. So that was, that was definitely not my first, um, sexist job discrimination, notory type of Mm -hmm. situation. But that was one that I was, I was just shocked at the year we lived in, um, the, the white collar, um, Mm -hmm. work environment I was in, that that still is happening. And then I, that was a realization for me that, that this is going to be a struggle that I'm going to see the rest of my life. And hopefully my daughter's generation can maybe, um, close that gap a little bit. We're working on it, but it's not totally there yet. (laughs) No, not, not yet. No. I mean, people, people in my school, I don't know if it's, they seem like in this area a little bit more in the area of UTAN, they seem to be a lot more conservative in their ways towards how they view feminism and like they're very anti-abortion and not just not pro women. Mm-hmm. I do think that abortion is also um a ties in with feminism. What did you what did you think when you were little? Like what did you what was your parents like opinion of that that influenced yours? When you were little, like not now, but when you were, that it was wrong, yeah, but immoral. What about uh, you, Dad? Um, that subject I don't think ever got broached in my family. Mm-hmm. Right. I never really heard anything, any discussions about it. I mean, that was just a, I think it was just kind of a taboo topic. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't something we discussed around the table either. But I remember specifically one time when. Mia and my mother and I were driving and she saw a sign and she tried to pronounce abortion and she couldn't pronounce it. She was little and she asked me, you know, like, Mm -hmm. what's an abortion? And my mom about had a conniption. Don't you tell her what that is. (laughs) And she said, that's nothing for you to worry about. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I mean, you weren't (laughs) that little. You were probably seven or eight. Do you remember this? No, I have no idea. I don't remember this. we are very open with Mia. Um, we, I, Garrett and I both think that um, the truth is uh, something that should be um, in parenting more, and I don't think it is. So um, we, uh, we like to tell her whenever she had questions, we like to answer them open and honest. And um, so I told her what an abortion was at that young age, and... Yes, my mother was not very happy with me, but... Well, sometimes it's not an easy thing to do, you know, when, uh, especially when your kid asks certain questions. Um, it's not a comfortable thing to talk about, but I feel that it's important to... Um, first of all, you don't want your kid getting the information from somewhere else and maybe getting wrong information. So that's, that's my opinion there, um, that... My kids need to uh, get open and honest discussions, communication from us um, to know, you know, anything that they want to, you know, want to know about. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Thank you guys for not being biased towards the way you taught me things. And I think that's what really influences many of my generation's opinions towards politics and just random things you know they they're so influenced by their parents and generation x and baby boomers even they barely have time to 
think about what they want to think about and form their own opinions and so did you discuss yeah what you think feminism like what is your oh no i haven't i'm curious to hear this my view on feminism is basically kind of what dad said the fight for equality Mm -hmm. for women um it's just how a respectable like people always tell women no you need to be like a respectable woman you need to cross your legs when you sit down you need to shave your armpits and your legs so no one sees the hair on your body because that's disgusting no i think a feminist is a person who does what she wants she doesn't have to listen i shave because i want to shave i don't shave because people are telling me because society is telling me that's what a feminist is to me i am a feminist i don't want to be higher over another sex that is not what feminism is to me feminism to me is the sexes being equal and not above each other you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah there are certain social norms that uh people have uh in their heads you know and i i think uh for me um it's it's not necessarily those types of things it's um you can't like a a woman being told that she can't do a certain job or Mm -hmm. you know that to me is the where we really need to work on that too well yeah i was i was just giving examples yeah um there's um, I've watched a few, uh, SpaceX, uh, um, rockets. And, uh, one of the things that I've really found interesting is that they have a lot of female engineers, um, working there and they do a lot of the speaking as, you know, the, yeah. the rockets are, are starting really, to go up. Yeah. And I, re- you know, that's one thing that I really respect about, uh, that, that company, but it, I think more companies need to be that way. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that um, still a lot of um, men look at women as sex symbols and they still um, harass and abuse women. Yeah. I don't think that has necessarily gone down. I think it's a good segue into yeah the Me Too movement, which... Which, um, well, first I just want to talk about my role model, um, as like my social role model, which is Taylor Swift, who basically started the Me Too movement, which is, um, kind of like saying, you know, you're not alone, it's happened to me too, which is being raped, like a woman who is sexually harassed or assaulted, assaulted or, you know. And I think that's really important to talk about, and everyone's scared to talk about it now because, I don't know, they just, they don't want to face it. They don't want to face what's happening. I think that a lot of women don't want to face what's happening because of the backlash that women get when they report Mm -hmm. instances of abuse and um, harassment. when I was 16, my first job, I was a dishwasher and my boss pinched my butt and he was an old man. Wow. And I, I didn't realize that that like was, I knew it was wrong of him to do that, but I, well, because I wasn't, I, I, I couldn't say anything. I couldn't do anything. I never even told yeah. my parents 
which is interesting now because my mother works at an assisted living home and one of the residents continually pinches her in the butt and she just laughs it yeah, off. Yeah, it's like, she's grandma, just not a big deal. And I'm like, that is disgusting. Acts, yeah, she just acts like it's normal, like it's totally normal that it's That's what men to do. Yeah. No. She, I asked her about it and she's like, oh, nothing's ever going to change. Like, it should. It's you hard know? to. That's why people stand up for it. It's hard to stand up. Though. It is hard. I, I think my, you know, we were talking about, um, like, a celebrity uh, mentor as far as feminism goes. Yeah. Or somebody you look up to. Uh, for me, I think that would be Oprah. Mm. Uh, because, mm. I mean, I, I saw her in a movie, The Color Purple. Mm. Did an amazing oh, job. And uh, she could have been a great actress and moved on and did different things. She decided she wanted to do something different. And she did. And she had extremely... Uh, extremely popular um television show for a long time um she did a lot of good things with that show uh brought up a lot of uh, good topics like we're doing right now um and i just i think she was amazing i agree with that mom Mm -hmm. who would be yours um, I would have to say Michelle Obama, who, as as an African-American woman who grew up in Chicago to go through um, law school and become a successful attorney and the first lady. And I just think she's an amazing role model for not only young girls, but young boys and, and basically anybody. I mean, she also is... She speaks so well. And she, she does. She's I'm a sorry, very well-educated woman. She is, and she is so classy. And I, I think she's one of the most perfect role models. Yeah, she really is. But growing up, my my aunt was my role model, my mother's sister, because she was very outspoken, and she was educated, and she worked outside of the home, and she didn't obey her husband, and she she did what she wanted whenever she wanted to do it. And I, I saw that as something very powerful that I wanted for myself. Yeah. Yeah. So, Dad, who was your strong female role model in your youth? That would be my Aunt Nancy. Um, <clears throat> I had several aunts growing up, and she was the one who was really a strong female role model. Uh, you, She wasn't like any of my other aunts. Um, she had... She worked her own job, uh, did her own thing, uh, you know, had her own hobbies. Um, mm-hmm. And that was just a real good uh, uh, person to look up to and to see um, what, who females, sh- you know, what a strong female should be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, well, of course, my role model growing up would be you, Mom, and I'm, you're still my role model. Because you, you're Aww. working, you're working, mom, and I think that's really important for all girls to see, so that when they grow up and if they want to have kids or ever get married, and I'm not saying they have to, but if they do, it's good to see a woman in power because you have a lot of power where you work, and I know not a lot of people would think that, but I know you do. <laughs> and I think I, that's important uh, for young females to see. Wow. I did not know that. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> this is a pleasant surprise. Yeah. 
Wow, a quarantine surprise. <laughs> Speaking of my work, um, I work with um, a, I w- a baby boomer. Mm. A boomer. I work with a boomer female, and I worked with a millennial female. And the millennial female would complain about one of our male coworkers um, mansplaining to her and how obnoxious it was and how he needed to stop and I remember um, my boomer co-worker and I telling the millennial about ex- different experiences from when we were younger um, and she was I hate to say it, she was amazed at what we put up with and mm. and I am amazed by what she wouldn't put up with and even the strides that I have you know gone through what I still put up with but I was like you go girl yeah (laughs) you know you're you're in your 20s and you are taking a stand for a man mansplaining stuff to you that he shouldn't be mansplaining to you yeah and even like the kids at my school sometimes I catch them mansplaining to me how to do like a job like like a task in school when we're being like when we're partners and I'm just like no I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's going to correlate along with what you're doing. I'm not just going to go off and do whatever I want, but I'm not going to have you tell me what to do every single step of the way because I'm a big girl. I can handle it. <laughs> I think that, uh, I used to think that in you, that particular trait was stubbornness. No. But I, <laughs> I think that's a lot of me that comes through in her that not wanting someone to dictate how she is going to do anything and I I truly admire that quality in you you do not want to be dictated to yeah dad I don't think you want to be dictated either no no um nobody likes being dictated to to, you know set the record straight but I don't know especially I especially do not (laughs) yeah All right, I think we're going to wrap this up. Uh, We have made some strides in feminism, but have a long way to gain complete equality. Um, This has been the difference between X and Z. I am Mia. I'm Missy. I'm Garrett. Um, I hope you have a beautiful day. See you next time. Bye.